Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 250 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast for Thursday, April 19, 2012. On today's show, yes, it is two weeks, only two weeks until the huge AAFP NCSE meeting, one of the largest family medicine advocacy meetings of the entire year. I'll be talking about that and a little bit about my upcoming presentation there. And also today, I'll be going up to the medical school and giving you an exclusive preview of my social media talk there. Also, your AAFP news brief. And finally, the family medicine media training. Not the, but family medicine media training. What is that? Why do I think that's important? All that coming up. And new bumper music. Very excited about that. Uh, coming up on episode 250 on the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the American Academy of Family Physicians, Dr. Glenn Street. Um, this year, one of my commitments and, and a great interest is to be more engaged with you as leaders, chapter leaders, uh, and, and our frontline membership. Uh, on, on Monday, a Twitter handle, I'm privileged to be the first one to hold, at uh, AFP Prez, P-R-E-Z. I already have 29 followers. I feel so proud. Um, I have a long, long way to go to catch up to uh, our current student board member, Kevin Bernstein, who has a little over 1,000, um, and our, uh, our king of family medicine social media, uh, Mike Sevilla, who has uh, nearly 7,000 uh, members. That is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Mike Savella. My name is Mike Savella, Family Medicine's bad boy. I don't know. I'm trying something different there. Hey, uh, what is this show about here? I tell people this is uh, Family Medicine through the eyes of a family physician. I invite you to check out the website at uh, FamilyMedicineRocks.com. A new post there this morning, which I'll talk about, but go there right now and check it out. 
Uh, shout out to all uh, 8,806 people following me on Twitter. And also shout out to all 375 people who like the Facebook page. Hey, I'm making some goals here, kids. I'd like to, I'd like to get to 9,000 followers on Twitter in two weeks by the time the NCSC meeting hits. You think I could do that? Also, I'd like to hit 400 people following the Facebook page. You know, that's, uh, those are big goals, but you know, I'm a big goal guy, you know, and I think, uh, Think about, I think I could do it. I think I could just keep getting, giving you people out there good content and, and reasons to follow me and to listen to what I'm doing. So uh, 9,000 Twitter followers and 400 Facebook people. We'll see if we can do that there, kids. Hey, today is Thursday, April 19, uh, 2012. It, it is a morning here. It is 9 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Yes, that's right, a morning show. And uh, we'll see if this works out uh, any differently than my other ones. <laughs> I may just, you know, go back to just recording when my schedule allows, uh, because the live show at a regular time is very challenging for me. So we'll we'll see uh, what happens here. And uh, temperature here uh, in the morning here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters is 51 degrees Fahrenheit. How has your week been going there, kids? Uh, Thank you so much for everybody who listened to the uh, to the past show and uh, got some good listens and downloads on that. Thank you so much. And a, a huge milestone uh, today, kids. Show uh, number two hundred fifty, and uh, <clears throat> and this show's been going on for a few years now. And uh, uh, I just want to thank everybody for supporting the show. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show, checking out the website, following the Facebook page, following me on Twitter. Um, I could have, I could not have done this without all of you out there. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the show, to read the blog post, to follow me on Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Um, I am continually humbled uh, by the people who um, who enjoy the show, who enjoy uh, what I write, who, who enjoy the podcast. Um, you just have. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just made my life so wonderful uh, by uh, your support of me and uh, social media and family medicine. Uh, thank you so much for your support through the years, and uh, we hope the next 250 episodes here will be just as fun as the first 250. But we have a, a full uh, schedule here uh, on the uh, show here, and uh, uh, going to be talking about uh, coming up uh, the upcoming um, AAFP NCSC uh, meeting. Coming up in uh, two weeks, talking about more uh, family medicine uh, topics, and uh, going to give you uh, a little bit of a, a exclusive preview of what I'm going to be talking about uh, during my uh, uh, pre-conference speech uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. Also, I'm going to give you an uh, exclusive look at my talk later this morning in just a few hours um, at the uh, medical school here at my medical school alma mater. Uh, I was asked to talk about what else, social media and medicine, so we'll be talking about that. Also, uh, your AAFP news briefing uh, coming up during this show as well. They uh, just uh, released via the email uh, their AAFP News Now uh, newsletter, weekly newsletter. Uh, and if we have time at the end of the show here, i uh, got into some good conversations uh, this week about uh, family medicine media training. You know, family medicine docs need uh, media training, and uh, I have definitely have some thoughts um, about that. Um, I think family docs should t- should teach other family docs. Um, nothing, not that I have anything 
you know, wrong with quote unquote media specialists, but uh, who better to teach our own than family ducks who have done it like me. So uh, we'll be talking about that, all that coming up here in a jam packed show. But first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for having me be a featured host here on the network. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005, if you can believe that. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in my office and in the hospital here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. I'm going to take a little, uh, take my break here, and uh, we will continue. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast live on a Thursday morning here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. This is the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution and also the unofficial podcast of the 2012 AAFP NCSC meeting. Yes, I said it, kids. I'll probably get in trouble for that. And also a member of the uh, ProMed Network of podcasts. You can get there by going to ProMedNetwork.com, and we'll be right back. Medicine's leading voice in social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. I'm just trying out some new music here. <laughs> Do you like it? Do you not like it? <laughs> Go to the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Rocks, and uh, let me know. So topic one uh, coming up in a couple of weeks is the uh, huge American Academy of Family Physicians Advocacy Meeting, their national conference of special constituencies, of which I've been to a lot of them. And I talked a little bit about the uh, meeting uh, last week, and uh, I can't believe it's coming up here uh, just in a a couple of weeks. And as I have said before, you know, I want to try to uh, talk about the meeting from my perspective. I want to try to raise some excitement out there because, uh, you know, a lot of my colleagues are going to be going to that, a lot of friends I haven't seen for a long time. Uh, It's great to kind of uh, get together uh, with friends again, get together with like minds, get together, you know, to try to generate some synergy uh, when it comes to family medicine topics, family medicine issues, you know, what we feel strongly about what is best for our patients. We talk a lot about policy. We talk talk about um, healthcare, healthcare reform. We talk a lot about, um, you know, different, uh, you know, specific disease states or health and wellness, um, you know, talk 
on a variety of topics, you know, including uh, childhood obesity and uh, women's care and breastfeeding and uh, geriatric care and being mad at uh, <laughs> the uh, 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 health care uh, <laughs> reform people. Um, we talk about a broken health care system. Uh, and, you know, we have uh, a good time intermixed uh, with all of that. I have uh, gotten a lot of uh, fabulous friendships that have uh, started all the way back uh, to when I was a medical student uh, and uh, causing trouble and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, perfecting our skills as far as being advocates, how to be a good speaker, how to be a good writer, um, how to work in teams, how to work with other uh, leaders, family medicine leaders. Um, I'm just, I'm excited. I've been excited, uh, you know, about this meeting for a long time, not just because I'm speaking, because uh, it's a great time to, to catch up with people all across this great country to gather in the same place with the same goal uh, to uh, be advocates for our patients um, as we move forward. Uh, and I, as I've said before, you know, I am going to be, uh, uh, I'm going to be uh, talking about uh, family medicine and uh, social media there in a couple of weeks. A lot of people have said, hey, Mike, what are you going to be talking about? Uh, and uh, you know, I will share a little bit about that today. I will share a little bit more next during next week's podcast or next week's show. I'm really hoping to have you know, explode this thing and really, you know, explode, you know, social media coverage, you know, of the event, at least from my standpoint, as far as what I will be allowed to do. <laughs> Uh, and uh, basically I will be operating from my uh, usual uh, mantra, which is basically ask for forgiveness <laughs> when I do stuff. Uh, and it's not going to be anything, you know, really lame or, you know, you know, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just cra crazy and wild ideas that I have in, in bringing some social media concepts and ideas uh, to this family medicine advocacy meeting. For example, I mean, it would be great. It would be great to have some kind of tweet up, meet up, Twitter meet up, social media meet up during the meeting uh, of the geeks. Um, you know, what about even having like a family medicine Twitter chat uh, during the meeting? Uh, you know, that would really uh, and not only have you know people there chatting, but people who are not able to attend the meeting uh, chatting about family medicine issues. Uh, um, I know. Uh, my good friend uh, Mark Ryan out there, uh, uh, he's the, the, the purveyor uh, of, the, uh, of the family medicine chat, um, and uh, maybe I can work with him a little bit or some people who are going to be on site to maybe do a little bit of a, a Twitter chat there. Um, and also, you know, I'm going to be really trying to interview people at the meeting. I'm bringing my video camera. <clears throat> I'm bringing some, uh, <clears throat> uh, some audio equipment uh, that I have uh, purchased. Uh, and uh, trying to be a, 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 a wannabe journalist, a wannabe member of the press uh, there, uh, interviewing uh, people, talking about uh, family medicine, talking about social media, talking about how we can be um, advocates uh, for our patients. I'll be running around uh, doing that, trying to, um, and maybe even doing some, uh, you know, some uh, live video streaming, you know, if, if they will allow me. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, we, we've tried some, some Ustream uh, type of stuff at various meetings I've been to before, and sometimes we're limited by the uh, uh, you know Wi-Fi um, bandwidth um, or things like lighting or things like equipment. Uh, so so those are a lot of things that I have in mind. 
you know, whether uh, some or any of them are going to happen, uh, we'll see. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you want to see, you know, either my greatest moment in social media or my worst failure, and I will be retiring after that meeting, uh, you just have to tune in. You just have to follow my Twitter stream. You have to follow my blog. Uh, you have to follow the Facebook page. Um, as I make mistakes um, and as I do cool stuff, uh, I'm very much looking forward to the meeting on a lot of aspects. Uh, but I was asked to do a talk about um, you know, social media and family medicine, and I've been asked uh, to uh, share some of that, give people a little bit of a preview um, with that. I mean, it's no secret you know, that I'm passionate about family medicine, that I'm passionate about uh, social media. You know, I'm going to be, uh, you know, talking about, you know, obviously my social media story, you know, which started all the way back in 2005. Um, and, uh, you know, talking about blogging, talking about, uh, you know, audio podcasting, talking about the uh, the grand old uh, uh, Dr. Anonymous days and, and how I started and, uh, you know, doing YouTube videos and, and not doing Twitter and Facebook and, and doing all these type of things and, uh, you know, sharing my uh, experiences, my point of view of social media. I'm also going to be reviewing uh, the uh, AAFP social media story, which I really believe. Uh, I really believe that uh, it started at the uh, NCSC meeting, at this very meeting that uh, I'm going to be going to and speaking at. I think there's a lot of geeks, and I mean that in a loving way. I think there's a lot of geeks uh, that to go to the uh, NCSC meeting um, that uh, I was able to uh, um, you know, meet up with. Um, and, uh, you know, the first, uh, the first uh, meeting, you know, there was like two or three of us tweeting using Twitter. Um, and then the next year was a little bit more. And, uh, you know, we really reached a tipping point, I believe, uh, last year uh, when uh, we started to show AAFP leadership, specifically board members, the uh, value of uh, social media. And it just kind of started, you know, really escalating last year and really peaking um, at the um, annual meeting um, in Orlando uh, last year where there, there was a lot of uh, social media. And uh, even the AFP president uh, himself, uh, Dr. Glenn Stream, who's been on this show um, and who I have profiled uh, in my uh, uh, blog posts and tweets and things that, uh, you know, announced on the podium, uh, you know, when he was inaugurated uh, president, you know, that the um, AFP was going to be starting a, a, a leadership blog uh, for Academy members. Uh, he's the first one to hold the um, AAFP Prez uh, Twitter handle, um, started the um, AAFP President Facebook page, um, and has done very well with it. And uh, uh, we'll see what happens as uh, time goes on uh, with the officers, with board members, with AAFP leadership in general uh, with regards to that. And the last portion of my talk, which I'll be uh, giving in a couple of weeks, you know, I'm going to be giving some uh, some uh, wild and crazy thoughts, uh, <clears throat> some uh, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals uh, for family medicine and social media, uh, some uh, uh, recommendations from my standpoint. People may not like them. Uh, people may not uh, think they are realistic, um, but I'm a dreamer. <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my allergies are bothering me. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined that we would even be at this point in organized medicine, at this point 
um, with the AAFP, family medicine, and social media. So it is good to dream. It is, put, it is good to put the dreams out there. And uh, we'll see if I can stir some other people up um, and motivate people and empower people, um, not only to be advocates for your patients, but be advocates for our patients on social media. Uh, so, um, again, you know, I, I want to thank, I did last week, but I do want to thank again uh, the Academy for taking a chance on this show, uh, for having uh, the uh, the president to come on the show and uh, talk about whatever he wants to talk about. Um, and I hope that continues in the future. Um, I hope that I can um, help the Academy as much as I can um, as long as they continue to see the value of the social media to continue with their um, social media program. Uh, but I'll have uh, more to talk about specifically on my uh, talk uh, next week here on the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. Why don't I uh, take a little bit of a break here, and uh, we will continue. Uh, topic two coming up right after the break will be my upcoming talk at the medical school here coming up in just a few hours. If you're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, my name is Mike Savilla. Hey, check out the website at familymedicinerocks.com. Also, give us a big like on the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash rocks and we'll be right back social media through the eyes of a family physician. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast here on a Thursday morning here on the uh, Block Talk Radio Network. My name is Mike Savilla. Hey, uh, topic two here is uh, my talk uh, coming up in just a few hours at my medical school alma mater, which is the uh, Northeast Ohio Medical University, or Neomed, formerly known as neo uh the Northeast Ohio University College of Medicine. I was asked to talk there. Uh, uh, about um, social media and medicine, and uh, I'm very honored uh, to uh, be asked to be uh, the uh, keynote speaker at their chief resident symposium um, for the uh, Master Teacher Guild series there. And uh, <clears throat> chief residents, uh, as you may or may not know, are the uh, uh, they are physician leaders um, in uh, their residency programs. Uh, so these are really the movers and shakers of the residency programs. Uh, they are uh, resident teachers or resident leaders. Um, and uh, for medical education, they are very key contact people uh, when you go into the residency program. So I will be kind of teaching the teachers <laughs> uh, about uh, social media. I mean, I know they know probably a lot more than I do, but I can at least share some of my experience with them. And the uh, – the title of my talk is uh, Five Essential Social Media Tips for Physician Leaders, and I wrote a blog post about it at familymedicinerocks.com, uh, and it's called uh, Neomed Social Media Talk, and if you're listening live right now, you can get your exclusive look at what I'm going to be talking about there. Uh, so there's five essential social media tips that I'm going to be talking about. They, they gave me about 40 minutes, so I think I'll be able to uh, cover these. You know, the first uh, tip you know, is asking yourself, what's your story? You know, uh, well, what is your story when it comes to 
you know, uh, whatever issue it is, um, you know, how do you add to the story? Um, um, You know, as far as for this presentation, I'm going to be talking about, you know, the the Dr. Anonymous days. I'm going to be talking about my starts in social media. But what I'm going to challenge the audience to do is saying, you know, if you're going to be doing social media, um, especially if you're going to be doing patient education or you're going to be using Twitter, or you're going to be using Facebook, or you're going to be using Pinterest, or you're going to be using Google Plus, or any of that stuff out there. You know, it's always important, and it adds authenticity. You know, if you add some of yourself into the content, there's so many you know examples out there that I have seen where you know people believe uh, that social media um, is you know just another way. Uh, to do one-way communication, you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're, it's just another press release. Um, it's it, it just another way to, you know, to just say, hey, this is what I think that you should read, um, and nothing about myself, nothing why I think this issue is important. It's just here are some things that you should read just because I said so. And that's really not how social media is. I mean, you know, the power of social media you know, is really with interaction. It's really with feedback. You know, is really with two-way communication, that, and that's also you know a strength of really good doctors, or really good providers, or really good physicians. You know, it's not like you know the the days of you know paternalistic medicine and saying you should do this. You know, that things are really moving you know more towards a collaborative type of provider physician um, you know patient relationship, um, and I think that's where the strength um, of social media is. I think that's where the strength of good patient care is, um, is not this kind of paternalistic thing and saying, this is what I think you should do as a patient, or this is what I think you should read about my blog post. You know, this is what I think. It, it just really doesn't work. You know, there's a really a give and take. There's really, you know, there, there's some transparency that needs to happen. It doesn't have to be complete transparency. But to add some authenticity to your, to your social media project, to your social media brand, I really think that you need to share a little bit about, uh, you know, yourself, and I think that'll go a long way. So that's tip number one. Ask yourself, you know, what is your story, and how can you share that appropriately? Tip number two, I'm going to tell these chief residents, you know, is to protect your online reputation, especially when it comes, you know, in this medical industry, in this healthcare industry. You know, I've been telling you know, physicians in training, that's what these chief residents are, physicians in training, medical students, undergraduate students. You know, it is very important uh, to know, you know, what your social media footprint is, as my good friend Brian Verabedian says. What is your social media footprint? When you put your name into your favorite search engine and you hit, you know, enter, you know, what do you get? You know, is, is it something that prospective, you know, employers are going to see? Of course it is. You know, is it stuff that you want out there? If you're a medical student applying to residency, you know, is it is it something that they're gonna that they're gonna look at? Of course it is. You know, I am on or I was on, you know, the credentials committee for my you know small community hospital. You know, and, and you know it was pretty you know standard operating procedure not only to get that application and before you open the application to Google them and to Facebook them, and if there are things that you don't like when you see, then, you know, people are really going to hurt their future. They're going to compromise their future. There are ways to control your online reputation. 
Um, there are skills uh, that can be taught that people need to be aware of. So now when they put your name in, they're going to get stuff that you want them to see. You know, if you're, you know, if you're a community physician or a practicing physician, you can get their, your office information on there. If you're in academics, you know, there is a way to get your, you know, really cool, um, you know, research paper, you know, um, up there, you know, whatever kind of uh, type of information, there are ways to do that. And it's important to protect your online reputation. Another thing I'm going to tell that these people, number three, is, is, is to beware of the empowered patient, to be uh, aware and beware of the e-patient, whether, you know, whatever you say the e-patient is, the electronic patient, the empowered patient, you know, whatever you want to say. You know, every day in my office, you know, I have patients that, you know, that show me stuff from the Internet, that show me stuff from websites, and, and they ask me, they say, Dr. Sabella, is this good stuff? Is this you know, is this valuable stuff? Is this good information? Is it biased information? Is it information, you know, that, you know, has a purpose, you know, to the people making the information? Or is it, you know, is it good, unbiased, you know, information, you know, that I can really use from it? Or do they just really want me to buy something? Or do they just want me to come in and ask you for this prescription? How good is this information? How accurate is this information? Is it information that is just trying to scare me? Um, you know, what is the research behind it, if there is any research behind it? You know, and that's something that's very, very important. You know, and, and, and patients, the, the e-patient, they're using social media now. They're using social media to connect with other, you know, people like them, other patients like them. Um, you know, uh, uh, there's all these virtual uh, support groups popping up all over the, around the Internet and all over the, around the world. There are people like Carrie Sparling, uh, my good friend, uh, uh, who has her website, sixuntilme.com. Not only does she tell her story, uh, but uh, she, she shares some unique uh, type of things uh, of people uh, you know, who have diabetes, people who have an insulin bump, people that, you know, that, that uh, I could not even relate to because I, you know, I, I don't have you know, their, their path in life. I don't have their medical conditions. I don't have their medications. They help me understand what it is to, uh, to be a patient with diabetes. So be very aware of the e-patient. Tip number four um, is to uh, watch your professionalism in social media. You know, sharing, sharing patient information on the Internet is bad, if not worse, than talking about patients in the elevator. I'm going to be talking about the well-known mistakes and missteps out there when it comes to, you know, sharing information on the Internet, blogging, <laughs> talking about patients, sharing inappropriate pictures on Facebook. I'm going to be talking about that type of stuff. There are organizations out there, like my good friends at the uh, Ohio State Medical Association. They have a toolkit. They have guidelines uh, for providers and physicians in utilizing um, uh, social media with themselves, with their practice, with their patients. You know, go to osma.org um, and do a search for, you know, social media toolkit. Uh, they have a great um, set of information there that was out. It's been out for a while now. They're one of the first organizations out there that I've seen have social media um, toolkits. So go check out Ohio State Medical Association. Uh, and finally, uh, I'm going to be talking about, uh, you know, uh, the fifth tip uh, for uh, 
social media for physician leaders is to find and share you know, the best social media examples out there. This kind of closing section, I'm going to share a lot of stuff that I have found, stuff that has been shared with me. Um, you know, I continue to love uh, the uh, CPR video. Uh, we, we had our CPR our, uh, recertification this week uh, from that guy, uh, you know, from the uh, from the Hangover, um, and uh, you know, the the American Heart Association hands only CPR, you know, where they say, you know, <laughs> just sing along to uh, staying alive, and that is the rate of the doing compressions. That is genius. Um, that is something that was made by the American Heart Association. I think we should see more videos like this. Um, I also talk about cool stuff, you know, like the Future of Family Medicine blog. Uh, I talk about a hospital system educating, uh, uh, you know, incoming um, hospital patients about the colonoscopy experience there and how to relieve some of the myths, how to relieve some of the fear that's out there when people are getting a colonoscopy. Um, I also share, um, you know, things from Seattle Mama Doc um, and some other websites um, out there. So really, really good stuff. So. Um, I'm hoping that I, uh, uh, I'm able uh, to uh, share a lot of this information out there with these chief residents uh, coming up in just a few hours at the uh, Northeast Ohio Medical University. And you can read more about what I'm talking about at familymedicinebrox.com. The, uh, the title of the post is Neomed Social Media Talk. I'm going to try to uh, videotape it as well. I put some slides on my website uh, from SlideShare. I haven't used SlideShare in a while. Uh, so you can go and check out those slides. There's not much as far as slides go, um, but uh, you'll be able to uh, check out uh, some of that stuff there. Uh, so why don't I take a little bit of a break here? And uh, coming up, coming up <laughs> will be your AAFP news briefing. And just a couple of stories from the AAFP website uh, coming up right after this. All right. So the first story here uh, is uh, I, I like this. This is this is a this is a, a personal story here about advocacy. This is uh, um, this is from our friends out there at the, the California Academy of uh, Family Physicians. The, uh, she is known as uh, let me get this right. Winter's Doc on uh, Twitter, Dr. Carol uh, Koktuani. I know I said that wrong. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, but go to the AFP website today. Her, her, her. It's basically a blog post, and uh, uh, the title is "I Made a Difference for Family Medicine." So can you? And uh, she is the chair of the AAFP Commission on Governmental Advocacy, uh, a member of the AAFP uh, Board of Directors PAC, uh, Fan Med PAC and a past president of the California chapter. And this is a great story of how she relates to her legislators and, and tries to build a relationship with them to open a channel of communication, uh, two-way communication with their legislature, uh, legislator, because, you know, that is how things get done, you know, in, in the walls of power. It is, uh, you know, you have to try to influence um, uh, legislation which a lot of people don't like 
well, a lot of people, you know, talk about it, they get a little squeamish. But, I mean, other people are doing, other interest groups are doing it, you know, other uh, political action committees are doing it, other lobbyists are doing it. Why can't family medicine do it? And uh, uh, I will not do it justice by reading the whole thing, um, but uh, I, I will read the last paragraph here. I, I encourage you to to read the other, you know, um, the rest of the uh, post. Um, but she, she ends up by saying this, quote, I sometimes agonize over meeting with these powerful elected leaders because I'm shy by nature. I recently was asked to attend an event at which my state senator was appearing. I felt a bit of dread as I made my way over to talk to her, but she recognized me, remembered me, and everything was fine. Building these ongoing relationships makes all the difference. The longer and more often you talk, the more likely lawmakers are to hear your message. If I can do it, you can do it too. Tell your story. Make a difference. And you know, the, these are some of the sentiments that I'm going to be sharing during my um, um, NCSE talk coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, but I encourage you to read her story, aefp.org, and uh, it should be on the AEFP News Now section over there. It should be on the upper left of the uh, webpage there to read about it. Um, I hope she's going to be attending the meeting. I, I would love to meet her um, and to pick her brain a little bit as far as talking with legislators um, and to be a, a legislative advocate, something that I can definitely work on <laughs> and do a better job with. Uh, moving on, the uh, second story here I'm going to be talking about here, uh, just released here uh, from the AEFP. The title is uh, First 27 ACOs Chosen for Medicare Shared Savings Program. This is from uh, April 17, 2012. Uh, CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, uh, our friends at CMS has released the names of 27 Accountable Care Organizations, ACOs, uh, selected to participate in CMS's Medicare Shared Savings Program. According to an April 10 release from CMS, the 27 ACOs have entered into contracts with the agency agreeing to be responsible for the quality of care Medicare patients receive. In return, those ACOs have the opportunity to share in any savings realized through improved care. The 27 organizations in the Shared Savings Program will provide care to nearly Three, uh, excuse me, yes, 375,000 beneficiaries in 18 states and include more than 10,000 physicians. Ten hospitals and 13 physician-driven organizations located in both urban and rural areas. The ACOs must meet 33 quality measurements established by CMS for 2012. The quality measures are intended to ensure that savings in healthcare expenditures are achieved through the provision of healthcare that is appropriate safe and timely. The required quality measures cover the following topics, including care coordination, patient safety, preventative health services, care for at-risk populations, and experiences reported by patients and caregivers. So this is a great step here uh, by, the, uh, uh, by the CMS here. Uh, and, and I think, you know, a lot of those uh, quality measures, you know, the, the, the quality measures that they're talking about there are at the center. They're at the center of the patient-centered medical home, uh, those concepts there. 
um, care coordination, patient safety, preventative health services, care for at-risk populations. Those are uh, values of the patient-centered medical home. So I, I, I applaud this as well uh, by CMS. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens here. This, this uh, information just came out on April 10th, and uh, it's very exciting uh, to kind of see, you know, what the next steps are, are going to be. You know, a lot of people don't like ACOs. Uh, a lot of people um, are upset about it. A lot of people are angry about it. A lot of people are trying to turn back the clock and saying we should, you know, stop this, which, you know, I mean, they're being heard. Um, but you know that this is uh, this is uh, moving forward. So the first 27 ACOs chosen for a Medicare uh, shared savings program. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens uh, with um, all of that. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, 20 minutes here or less. So why don't we take a little, little bit of a break here? And uh, after this, I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, media training. I got some questions here this week, some interesting questions and feedback here uh, this week about media training. And, uh, you know, well, I'll talk about it after the break. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast uh, here on a Thursday morning here on the uh, Blog Talk Radio Network. You know, uh, this Thursday morning thing is uh, didn't sound uh, too bad. It's just it's nice to mix things up here. Uh, my name is Mike Sabella. Hey, check out the website at familymedicinerocks.com. Also go to the uh, Facebook page at uh, facebook.com. Slash Fan Med Rocks. We'll be right back. That's right, the uh, unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution. <laughs> uh, just Google FM Revolution for more details. Hey, I had a, a, a pretty good uh, conversation here uh, this week um, about uh, media training. Hey, they say uh, it's a mic, uh, and uh, I, I can tell you this is uh, my good friend uh, April Foreman. Uh, and uh, let me get her website here. I think it's docforeman.com. So let me. Uh, this is live radio here, kids. <laughs> There's no editing. This is one take. This is, uh, if I mess up, then it is, adds to the entertainment value. So, yeah, it's uh, April Foreman, docforeman.com, D-O-C-F-O-R-E-M-A-N.com. And uh, she said, hey, Mike, uh, I have a question for you. I said, hey, uh, I uh, got this uh, phone call from a... Uh, uh, a newspaper reporter this week, and I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, can you uh, give me uh, some tips on uh, how to deal with uh, certain members um, of the media, um, especially uh, when it comes to uh, uh, print media? Uh, and I was, and that, that uh, the thought occurred to me that 
you know, especially when I go to these family medicine meetings, that uh, they have these media training sessions, which are very popular. Uh, it's very popular with physician leaders. It's, it's very popular with uh, family medicine leaders. Uh, they, they like going to these media sessions. They like trying things out. They like getting feedback from the quote-unquote media experts. Um, and it occurred to me that, you know, that there's, there are a lot of family docs out there that are doing media work. They are talking to reporters. They are, you know, writing um, letters to the editor. They are doing television work. They are, uh, they are doing radio work. They are doing a lot of stuff that is really cool that a lot of us don't know about. You know, a lot of people like me in small communities here, you know, that, uh, you know, that talk to local media. Of course, I'm not national yet. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's, it's just it's funny because you know we allow people you know like Dr. Oz um, who is a surgeon is a cardiothoracic surgeon but a lot of my patients give him credibility uh, talking about primary care issues because he's on television a lot. Uh, a lot of people give a lot of credibility um, and authenticity to Dr. Sanjay Gupta from CNN, who, you know, does a great job on television. But he's a neurosurgeon, and he talks about a great variety of topics, you know, including primary care topics, and people give him respect, you know, basically because he does a good job. But, you know, there's a lot of family docs out there that are doing great job with the media. You know, I have seen them. I've seen them on my Facebook page. I have seen them, you know, uh, my friends on the, on the Facebook, you know, on my Facebook wall. You know, they post some of their television interviews. They post some of their radio interviews. They post some of their articles in newspapers. You know, well, why aren't family docs uh, teaching other family docs at these national leadership meetings? That is something that is, has baffled me through the years. Uh, because when I talk to family docs, when it comes to clinical topics, you know, uh, when they go to their uh, education programs, when they, when they talk about diabetes or hypertension or, or pediatric issues or uh, women's issues, they said, you know, we should not bring a specialist in. We should bring a family doc in who is doing what we're doing to help teach us the material. Of course, I agree. Why don't we, you know, expand this out to media training. Why don't we expand this out to people who are doing good stuff in, in television work, in radio work, in print media? You know, that's just me on my little soapbox there. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to be sharing this in my presentation in two weeks. That family docs should be teaching family docs, especially when it comes to media training. You know, I know at this meeting, you know, that we're going to find a lot of people doing it. Uh, and that would be one of the cool uh, wild and crazy dreams that I that I have, you know, for leadership meetings is that family docs are already doing really great media work. We need to give them recognition. We need to learn from their experiences so we can teach other family docs how to do media work and be advocates. Anyway, so um, so I was talking to April Foreman this week, docforeman.com, and uh, she said, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, how can you uh, how can you talk to print media?" You know a little bit better, and you know I don't uh, I don't have the magic thing. I I I just share my uh, experiences. I just share a lot of mistakes that I've done uh, through the you know few years that I've done media work. And I, I told her I said April, you know when, when you talk, especially you know any kind of media, 
Uh, when you talk to the reporter, <laughs> uh, anything that comes out of your mouth, they could write down and quote you in an article. You know, it, it, it's it, it's like a uh, <laughs> it's like Twitter. <laughs> uh, anything that you type. Uh, will be published to everybody. Anything that you say to a reporter, whether it is in person, on the phone, or on television, you know, it's going to be out there. It's going to be quoted. It's going to be requoted. So you have to be very careful of every single word that you say. You have to frame, you know, what you're going to say um, and, and and do your best. And it's always difficult. Do your best to try to make it not be taken out of context. And something that I try to do, and I'm not always successful at it, I always try in my mind uh, to come up with with a little bit of a um, you know, like a buzz phrase, you know, something something like a really cool sound bite, you know, that could be used on television, in audio, or in print. And I'm not always successful at it because I'm always kind of thinking on the fly here. But I watch a lot of television, and I watch a lot of uh, uh, you know TV news shows and cable news, which is probably a bad thing. But uh, but I, as I as I watch them and I look at that, I'm like, oh, you know, they could say this really cool thing in five words. How can I say this really cool thing in five words that we repeated on a newscast, that will be repeated on on a radio show, or that can be put in print? And that is something that I am constantly trying to do in my mind because I know and I have learned, you know, that you know that that, that reporters they're looking for something to give them a little buzz, a little ratings, and and if, if you try to come up with that cool phrase, you know, and you can say you know fifty words in five words, <laughs> oh man, my allergies are killing me. Uh, if you could say in in fifty words, uh, if you can narrow that down to five words, then uh, then uh, you will be guaranteed a spot on that TV news report, even if it's a five second quote, even if it's a seven second quote, even if it's one line, you know, in the news in the newspaper story. That one line, which is really good, will be at the top of the article and not at the bottom of the article. So you know, I'm not an expert. I've never taken any journalism classes. You know, this is just my experience. And when you talk to the reporter, when you set up the meeting with the reporter, you know, you try to set up, you know, what is the agenda of the meeting? It's like I try to deal with it like I deal with meetings. You know, you know what time is the call? What time should I be at the studio? And what is the agenda? You know, what information do you want to get from me? What information are we going to be talking about? How much time are we going to have for the interview? When I go up and do TV interviews, sometimes it can be as short as 90 seconds you know, or two minutes, um, or sometimes they're, you know, in television, four minutes and five minutes is huge. Uh, but when you talk to print media, I mean, you could talk for five minutes or you can talk for 20 minutes. Just make sure that you, you know, get your little sound bite in there in that time, whether it's 90 seconds, you know, or whether it's 30 minutes, make sure that you get to what you want to get to. So, so I'm hoping to share some of my more experiences here on the show. Um, and uh, thank you so much to April Foreman uh, for sending me some questions. Um, and uh, visit her website at uh, Doc Foreman. 
uh, com. And, uh, um, you know, I'm hoping when I go to this meeting in a couple of weeks to share some of my media experience as well, my traditional media experiences in addition to social media um, experiences. And uh, that, it's, it's going to be very fun. It's going to be very fun. It's, it's, a, it's a teachable moment, I think, on a lot of different aspects. Um, but, again, you know, I'm going to emphasize, you know, when it comes to family medicine leadership meetings, I really think, I really think uh, that family docs, doing media, doing traditional media, whether it's print media, audio, video, television, they should be the ones teaching these courses uh, because, you know, they have the perspective of a family physician and uh, can learn from people's mistakes. People can learn from my mistakes as well. And uh, it's, uh, I, I'm hoping that, that, uh, you know, I'm able to 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 uh, to be heard, to influence somebody, <laughs> and uh, to uh, to try to uh, uh, to try to get that done. Uh, let's see here. I think I'm going to end the show here a little bit early, and uh, um, I'm going to be uh, talking at the uh, medical school coming up uh, in a few hours here. So it's going to take me some time to uh, to get out there and get set up and get my video camera uh, set up as well. Uh, so I'm trying to find some closing music here uh, uh, for the show here. and uh, <clears throat> But uh, go and check out <clears throat> man, my allergies. Uh, go and check out FamilyMedicineRocks.com uh, and um, <clears throat> also check out the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash uh, FamMedRocks. And uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, uh, Dr. Mike Savella, D-R- uh, Mike Sevilla, uh, and uh, you know, just uh, also if you're on Twitter, you know, check out the hashtag um, FM Revolution, and I know that is going to be used a lot more um, as uh, uh, the next uh, couple of weeks uh, come along. And uh, I'm hoping really to blow up this meeting. I'm really hoping to, you know, get a lot of people excited about the meeting before the meeting. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a very a very exciting time, not only for me, but uh, but for a lot of my friends and colleagues, and and for uh, family medicine and uh, social media. So uh, so that ends the show here uh, this evening here uh, this afternoon actually this morning. <laughs> uh, this multitasking is uh, just a, a real uh, a real challenge for me. <laughs> Uh, my name is uh, Mike Savilla, and uh, thank you so much for joining me uh, live this morning or um, um, or downloading and uh, listening uh, to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, check out all of my uh, social media uh, topics, uh, social media vehicles, social media platforms, and uh, we'll talk uh, next week. Uh, here on the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, live here on the uh, Blog Talk Radio Network. Have a good week and a good weekend. Hey, coming up this weekend, I'll be in the great city of Columbus uh, hanging out, and, and I'll be at the Ohio Academy of Family Physicians, um, uh, their uh, uh, committee and uh, cluster meeting. So uh, I should be tweeting out. I should be Facebook updating uh, from them. So uh, so thanks again uh, for uh, joining me here uh, on the show here. And uh, let me find a song here and uh, get out of here. Uh, my name is Mike Sevilla, and uh, have a good day, everybody. We'll talk to you all very soon.
get warm with the people on the dance floor. Cause we gotta get with the fever, fever, fever 